Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Witcher, Chaos on the Ponta, an actual play podcast by Elsewhere and Beyond, run using The Witcher TRPG by Art Alsorian Games. The party spent the rest of the late morning into the afternoon in the inn, just having this conversation that you did last session with Abrava of Lyria. By the time that you lot would want to come out and explore or do anything that you needed to do, we are looking here at about mid-afternoon. What is it you would like to do? Abrava has been topping up drinks with a little flask she has in her pocket. I wouldn't drink what's here if I were you. Just (laughs) pause anything that you need to drink. It's, um, it's bottom of the barrel sort of stuff, if you know what I mean. And she gives Gorm an extra last large glass. Very fond of him. She genuinely, if you allow her, catches up on your trip so far. Now, of course, I imagine you're omitting many details that don't need to be... I mean, unless someone stops him, he'll... Will he? Oh, yeah, we'll we'll stop stop him. (laughs) So every time Gorm goes to speak, Oda gives him like a rattle or something to play with. That's very distracting. Like, oh, look at one of my bangles, Gorm. You can play with that if you want. (laughs) Before long, Abrava stands. I should get some rest before tonight. My enchantments only take about an hour to complete, but nonetheless, they do drain me something fierce. You're very welcome to come along if you would like to. I should very much like to see how you perform your enchantments, what effect they have. Hmm. Very well. I will see you at this side of the arch and the long bridge that crosses the river. I'll wait for you. And we go, and we go talk to Smith. I suppose if we're dawdling until midnight, we might as well. It's a good idea. Abrava stands up. She looks around to see where the barman is, sees that he's busy, and she heads towards a cupboard. She opens the door. She nods to you, I'll see you soon, gets inside the cupboard and closes the door on herself. <laughs> She's not even a sorceress, it's a crazy woman. <laughs> Gorm, Gorm looks very confused at this, this cupboard. Yeah, what if we open the cupboard and she's just sitting there like... <laughs> 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 just, uh, uh, sorry, we had one more question. She's just like, uh, I, I wanted to see him cool and have like a... Like a like, I'm so, it's, Sorry, this is just a cupboard. And then at night, she's not even doing enchantments. She's just throwing fireworks in the air. She's just standing standing on the bridge waving her hands. (laughs) (laughs) Just like blowing really hard on the mist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I bet they do take a lot out of you when that's what you're doing. She does a ribbon dance with the stick and everything. She just fans it. <laughs> anyway, now that we have sufficiently ruined the campaign. <laughs> this was your doing, Leo. You I made know. her get in the cupboard. <laughs> I can't breathe. Oh, oh my God. <sighs> anyway. That was a very funny image in my head. What a nice lady. Mm. I'll direct the warning's attention to the barman and ask him, where does the blacksmith live? The barman tells you that the blacksmith is further up north to take a right before you see the white bridge. He sort of keeps a hand out waiting for the coin. Uh, Well, he doesn't get it there, walk out. 
Ooh. He then turns his hand to Oda and sees if you've got to tip him for the information. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I will. I'll give him a crown. One crown's not going to pay for anything here now. You guys go, go check Smith and Gorm go see, okay, things are a boat. Um. Hesitant to let Gorm wander off on his own, Arthwin looks at him and goes, are you sure you wouldn't rather have me come with you, Gorm? Gorm like having Arthwin. We'll both go check on them. Okay. Are you two coming? Gorgon's waiting impatiently outside the door. Yeah. <laughs> coming! <laughs> Arthwin heads out uh, with Gormito. And me. <laughs> we go we go check boat. So Vargan and Oda, you see these two telling you they're off to check the boat. What are you two going to do then? You on the way to the blacksmith as planned? What are you going to look at their boat for? To see if it's okay, apparently, but if they need to. Gorm wants to see if everything's all right at the boat, and I don't want to let Gorm wander off on his own. Why don't we go to the boat after the smith then, Gorm, so we can all stay together? Okay! Right. You pass on out of the inn, up through some old ruined houses, people struggling in the streets. You see lots of people (laughs) fetching water from wells that they can, and living a miserable life. A miserable life which is very hard to miss. People laying out in their porches and uh, it's people sweeping rubble up and just putting the pile of rubble next to another pile of rubble. It's that motion of just trying to do something, but having no means to really get on top of it. Yeah. And you continue up north. As you start to reach this, this crossroads of sort, you see an archery range and you see stables. But on the left, you see a gate not far off in the distance to the north. And there is some kind of commotion going on there. There is arguing going on. Some kind of conflict at the gates. Well, that's pretty mean if you to give us a choice of. Obviously, we're going to go check out the noise, no matter how unwise yeah. it might be. <laughs> yep. I hate railroading people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we totally go check it out. Absolutely. I am also really curious. Gorm doesn't know where the blacksmith is, so he's just following. <laughs> he's like walking along. I, this whole time you've been walking around, I always in picture like Gorm on those reins you give toddlers so they don't get too far. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just see him on these mm. reins. You just pull them back before he can go and do anything. How dare you? It's- he's not he's not physically tied up, but yeah, <laughs> he's an adult. <laughs> Maybe. He was asked how old he is. His diapers are big. <laughs> it's a bit of an interesting scene, though, because on this gatepost, you see a number of guards, obviously wearing the Temerian colors, are l- looking down and shouting at some figures on the other side. The gates are closed shut. Another portcullis there, so you can see straight through it. You don't approach too closely, of course, but you see that the guards above... They're not allowing someone entry. Yeah, well, I do want to come in. And if you're not going to let me, then maybe Radovid just needs to come knocking. One of the guards call out. Radovid has no claim here. Hunt all the witches you want in your own country. But unless Radovid wants to invade, you lot can go plow yourselves. We turn 180 degrees immediately (laughs) and leave. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I tell ye. He's in there somewhere. We know they're missing. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and again, you just hear more responses of, you can plow off. You're not welcome here. 
They ain't Redania. This is Tamaria. Oh no, someone someone need tell friend Abby. I think we're safe here for now. She'll be safe in that cupboard for now. But it's not safe in cupboard! Arthwin sort of nudges Gorm gently in the direction of the blacksmith and says, I'm certain, I'm certain she's safe in her cupboard. They won't think to look for her there, you see. Ah, I didn't play smart. Gorm is convinced. He follows <laughs> along. That's all it took. <laughs> As they walk, Oda moves to um, put a hand on Vargan's arm and says, The Witcher she was speaking of, you know her, don't you? We have met before. I'd rather not discuss it in the open. Later, then. Later. He gives a promising nod. Okay. Not far from the White Bridge connecting the realms, one would find the blacksmith. The building itself is one of few to remain unmarked by the siege, a simple stone abode which connects to a large outdoor forge room. Working the bellows and feeding the flames, an older man with greying hair, weathered features and stained apron can be seen passing back and forth beneath the canopy of his workstation. He's busy. His mind is bent upon his work as the beads of sweat run down his brow. Clang. Clang comes the metal. The hissing of water. The charred smell of smoke. Hello! Wiping that sweat off his brow, he comes forward. Can I help you? We were hoping to help you, in fact. Your notice. Yes, yes, come in, come in now, please. And he gestures you to enter his workspace. You get the feeling that if you were to fiddle or play with anything, you'd probably cut a hand or, or hurt yourself in some way. Everything's very heavy, everything's very hot, and everything looks like it's used very often. I didn't think anyone was going to answer to it. What happened? Hello, little one. Be aware, bub, wouldn't you? Yeah. Ah, finally can say I've seen one. Yeah. Aww. Where's, where are your son? I don't know. where he go? I believe what he's trying to say is, where did you last see him? And did he say if he was going somewhere? Uh, my son, John, did not say he was going anywhere, but backwards and forward he's been uh, ever since the siege, really. That was until Tommen's parents died in the siege. Tommen is one of John's friends. Aww. I offered to take Tommen in. The kid was resilient, became personal, the hatred in that young man's eyes. And John would go most nights, take provisions and rations up to the soldiers on the walls during the siege, and uh, before long I caught him with a sword in his hand. I regret that I knocked it out of his hand. And I said to him, John, I said, we make the swords, we, we don't use them. The siege ended and the repairs began, and his heart wasn't in it anymore. Have you ever looked into the eyes of a man who has lost hope? My son, 18 winters old, lost hope. Still, he and Tommen and his other friend, Uther, they will be missing. I, I can't imagine how hard Captain Stannart's taking it. Why would he take it hard? Uther, that is Captain Stannart's son. Let's see. The captain failed to mention that. The captain is a proud man, but he knows when to ask for help. That explains a lot more than his willingness to help us help him. I guess it does, doesn't it? Can you be sure that your sons did not pass away in battle? Five days ago I saw him. 
We've been rebuilding this place for weeks. There has been no battle since. Hmm. It was at first coming and going, a few nights here and there. He had cuts on his arms. Bruises. Hmm. And then he just never came back. Hasn't come back since, no. No, no. You don't suppose he's crossed the river arch? Why would he do that? I told him specifically not to. Sons often do precisely what their fathers tell them not to. His shoulders just loosen as he leans forward and bows his head. I would have done that, wouldn't I, when I was younger? Being stubborn. Where where do your friends live? Tommen? Mm. Anywhere. Oh. Tommen lost everything. Uther, I... I don't know where Captain Stannart lives now, since his house was leveled. Even those in power and charge have lost something. I, 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 my mind is just awash. I, I've, I've looked everywhere. I've checked under the bridges. I've down the cliff sides. The forge the other night had nearly gone out. I was searching for so long. Uh, have you looked on Scary Mist Island? Ever since the morning haunting voices, I... I I wouldn't know how to defend myself. Well, considering you've looked everywhere else, it seems a prudent place to look. I've lost pewter metal and ore, and, and tools are missing. Oh, he makes secret workshop. I think as well he may be in trouble. Oh, no. I've lost my wife's jewelry. I had a silver brooch from her. All that I had left. Your wife passed away. Many years ago. It's hard to raise a son on your own. Especially when he doesn't listen. It is. No, we, we help you. I don't have much to give you. No, it's okay. Your son, does he take after his mother? Or take after you? I would say he's much like his mother. Willful and stubborn. That sense of justice in his eyes. He was good at being a blacksmith. He was very good at it. And he did enjoy it. I know he did. But when the fighting started, I, I saw a sight in him I, I didn't recognize. Did, did he owe money? But silver brooch won't get you much. Silver, silver good for monster. Were you part of the rebellion, if you don't mind me asking? Naturally. Supplied the weapons for Lady Lavalette and her family. Yeah. Do you have anything left from your son that used to belong to him that might give off his scent? I could probably find one of his old shirts or something. Please do. He heads into his home for a little while, giving you guys just a moment without his presence if you need it. I hope you're intending on using Barksley. I'm not a dog, you know. <laughs> Oh, Barksley, Barksley have horrible nose. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, that raises her hand and scratches Arthwin behind the ear. <laughs> <sighs> Arthwin sort of just flicks her hand away. <laughs> but does roll over for a short while. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll get a treat later. Ooh, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Arthwin dog. <laughs> At least I don't smell like one. <laughs> At least Gorm not have fleas this time. And then Gorm is interrupted as the man comes out and he passes you one of his son's shirts. Mm. <laughs> that for Witcher, friend. You 
And he passes it to Arthur. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Arthur's going to bite the bullet and uh, and just uh, take a good long whiff and try to get a scent. He was a good boy. Gorm is, Gorm is laughing again. She's like, ah! Gorm, Gorm, have dog food for Witcher! Alright, as Arthwin, Arthwin's gonna try to pick up the scent and he walks past Gorm and he just sort of throws the shirt in his face. <laughs> Gorm is gonna follow after Arthwin and he's just gonna be like, okay. Witcher friend need another sniff? Arthwin, you, I'm afraid, have nothing to pick up. You can sniff the shirt as much as you want and you really go for it and you like really get the scent. But you need to have a, tra- a track. Like he's been gone for five days, <laughs> so there's no there's no trace of him. It, I mean, it will help if you need to identify a body, or mm-hmm. you do pick up on a track. Mm-hmm. But you're not a dog, Arthur. You can't <laughs> just That's what I said. <laughs> well, the, I wasn't thinking you were gonna track him with the scent. I just thought, you know, what Leo said with the identification or something. Jeez. G- Gorm is following after Arthur. He's just kind of looking at him, hopefully holding up the, the, the smelly shirt. <laughs> and like a bit of time passes, odor as you're watching this. And it dawns on you, and Vargan is standing beside you, and you're both kind of gazing at this, and it's like, you, you give each other a look of, like... <laughs> it's a slow nod. It's a slow nod, like... Yeah, no. They're not figuring it out. No. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, c- come, Witcher, we try over here now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you do it. <laughs> no, no, Gorm, no, I have good nose. You try, okay? <laughs> There's no trace of him. Oh, no. Gorm, I'm sorry. It was a long shot. So, your son, his friends are Uther and Tommen. Tommen, yes. Uther and Tommen. Anything else? Where did they hang out? Who who did they come to often? Yes. Now that that I think of it, uh, they used to enjoy jumping over things and climbing trees and... Very agile. They're all in very good shape. Like I used to be one day in my life, but you know, now I've put on a little bit. And he pats his stomach. Gorm uh, is gonna pat uh, Arthwin's leg and be like, "Which are which are great at climbing things too." It was me to ask, what is uh, your son's opinion and his friends of uh, the steward? Honestly, I couldn't say. I haven't even given it much thought. One minute we're in rebellion, the next minute. Fortes wins. I don't think there's any doubt he would. If anything, we're all traitors. And it was only that we were so many that we were not all put to the stake. He and his friends may be very upset with the steward. Especially if they've seen what they're doing behind the portcullis. Is there anywhere in particular where they would climb? Is this place I was sure? I believe a lot of our waste is dealt with. Uh, he looks over to the ponta. <laughs> And be careful where you walk in the streets. Sewers are a thing of grand cities like Novigrad. Mm, humans poop in street. Yes, I guess they do. <laughs> <laughs> we we go talk to guard captain now, okay? Hmm. And if we learn any more of your son and his well-being, we'll, we'll come back to you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I actually had forgotten the note was there. Every day just blurs into another one. I'm working here. I I, I don't get anything done. Oda extends her hand to shake his. 
You're a great parent. At least you're there for him. He looks at you and then looks at Oda. And he sees very little similarity between you. Are you... Is that... Is that your father? I exercise a lot and I eat a lot of fruit. That's how I stay so young. He strokes his own cheek <laughs> in small sport. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here if you need any further help. Of course. And you already see that Gorman and Othwin are like beginning to make their way away from the forge and you would have to go and catch up. They were already, you know, shouting back all of the, anything they had from a few meters away after the fiasco with the shirt. I think and the sense. Gorman's is kind of walking a bit behind Arthwin, mm-hmm. laughing and pretending to hold the lead. Gorm <laughs> walking, Arthwin dog. <laughs> he's really living this show. <laughs> oh gosh, at least he's not the wolf witcher. That would have. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, Gorm, can you go ahead and make me an awareness check? Okay. <laughs> Social awareness check. <laughs> 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 He's got some negatives to that skill. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. As the others are gathering to get back together again, you can see that there are a couple of people standing by a building. One of them nods over in your direction, Gorm, gives a smile and a thumbs up. Gorm, Gorm just kind of smiles and waves at them. Hello! Hi! Uh, hi! F- friend! Come here! Come here! You hear one of them calling out. Arthur Doc, come! And he kind of beckons for Arthur. No, 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 no. Huh? Just you. Uh, just you. Just go on. Yes. Just you. Okay. Arthur is kind of like suspicious here. Oh, yeah. Squinting at these people. Oh, yeah, Oda uh, too. If Ogorm approaches them. <laughs> well, Gorm's gonna, obviously gonna do that. He just kind of waddles over to them, smiling, quite excited. Hi. Hi! Yeah. Gorm! Give us your money. Now. What? Takes out a knife, his dagger, and he's now only about a foot away from you. Give us your money or I'll cut your little face off. Oh, okay. And Gorm reaches into his uh, satchel and uh, pulls out a little pouch of coins, which is actually- Gorm. Which is actually- Gorm, no. Which is actually just the bag of small currency he picked up from- uh, No, 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 no. The big one's on your belt. Now. No. Give us your coins. No, th- those are not coins. No. The one is going to lurch forward and he's going to try and grapple you. 17. 19 for an escape. You just take a step back, dodging out of the way. The little pouch of fake currency you have drops out of your hand in that motion and hits the ground. You see two of the boys grab at it, starting to fight each other. Give me that! I need it more than you do! No! Your mum's bloody dead! You don't need it! One of them just slashes the other one's arm. Red comes out as he grabs the pouch of coins the one that was hurt holds his arm as the other one makes off with the pouch leaving only two or three lads left over next to you Gorm. Arthwin is quickly making his way over he has a hand on a sword but he's not he hasn't drawn it yet nobody needs this money more than they need their lives i would give you a bonus if it was a bit more scary but you can just roll an intimidation check <laughs> intimidation right Arthwin didn't go all out on the scary here. He's not too afraid of his boys. The one that had fallen onto his knees because Gorm had dodged out of the way stares up at you. His eyes flirt over to Vargan for a second as they return back to you just to size up his chances. Two lads behind him are now taking their steps away. 
Does the cut on that guy's arm look very bad, by the way? Like, does it? Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty nasty cut. In that case, I'm actually gonna go into my belt pouch and just take a strip of linen or something start approaching. Okay, as you're doing that, Vargan, you were going to say or do something, weren't you? I was going to very commandingly tell him to stop moving. More or less exercise some authority in his goddamn cares ridden alleyway. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you can go ahead and what do you think would serve you? A persuasion check or an intimidation check? Oh, do you want to do some leadership? Yeah, he's not scaring anyone or persuading. He's telling them to not move. Like he's giving them a, an order, yeah. Okay, go ahead and you can roll me leadership then because this will determine whether or not I try and cut Oda's throat open. Oh. Okay. All right. Because uh, she's walking towards three armed kids. That's a <laughs> potato roll. I'm so sorry, Kim. That's okay. I am going to roll a risk resist coercion check. I fumble it. I will say that your leadership, your authority to command them, forces them to just stop as if they were told off by a parent. Both of the ones behind the guy on the ground throw their clubs and daggers to the ground. Sorry, we're sorry. We're just really hungry. It's okay. And you should know better than to attack your friends. You're gonna need each other one day. And Oda just like starts to approach and just like yank one of the boys, like the hurt boy's arm and just like start wrapping the bandage around. Ow. Keep still. What are you doing? Helping you. Helping. Why would you help me? Obviously, something terrible happened to you all. But instead of looking at each other with daggers and swords and clubs and words hurting each other, you need to stand together. Do you understand? They look at each other with just this this, this wild complexity of, what the hell? <laughs> this is kindness. <laughs> and like the amount of respect as they look at Vargan standing there like, I see it now, like this portrait of stature <laughs> with the wind blowing into his hair as he stands there. And they just, they can't find their words. The one on the ground stands up. He also has thrown aside his knife. Weapons that don't look like they belong in the hands of these young men. He puts his hands out in an, an apologetic kind of patting motion in Gorm's direction. Sorry. It's okay. You're very hungry. And, and Gorm is going to reach for a little pouch, which he holds out for the young lad. He looks to Vargan. It's almost like permission at this point. He gives a stern single nod. And uh, Gorm hands over a uh, another little bag of, of like hard toffees. You, you share with friends, okay? Just as you were saying that, he was reaching in to just grab a handful. And then he stops and looks at you. Thank you. And use it well. Use it to help your friends, your family, build something. No, no, it's, it's just candy. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh, is it a bag of candy? It is. And I'm just like, oh, well. At least share it. <laughs> yeah, at least share it. And then she ties the bandage real tight, takes a step back. Who gave you these weapons? We got them off the battlefield. Oh. Some of us sneak out there. With the mist. Yeah. And you returned. In the morning. A couple of the witches help us get there. And he's like kind of attending the bandage. Is Uta? Uta? Is Uta there? Uther? Uta, yeah. Don't know if I've seen Uther. Um, um, uh, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah, he helped us. He was the one that helped us. What? He's the witcher that helped us. 
They're kind of looking at this bandage as Oda's securing it. D- Tommen is a witcher? I mean, sure, he don't look so much like you, but he said he's a witcher. Do you know where Tommen is right now? They're always over there. Said they're keeping their eyes on the bridge. I don't know. Thank you. Is the Savic boy with them? I just saw Tommen. He's really beaten up and scarred up these days. I don't know what he's doing over there, but... Okay, we go over there now, okay? We didn't go in the day. In the morning. Right after sunrise. Why in the morning? It's really thin. You have to be really quick. You have to do it just when the light's coming up, but not when the sun comes over. And Tommen, he's the one who taught you all this. He said we'd get over. So much food over there. Oh. Stored in jars and things. Eggs? He just gives you the most confused look when you say eggs. Go on, light eggs. Thank you. You've been very, very helpful. I'm really sorry that I tried to kill you. Oh, it's okay. Gorm would have, like, smacked your head. He kind of takes a step back. <laughs> Do I have to pay you for this? As he looks at the bandage on his arm. No, don't worry. Keep it clean. Unless you want mm. to get it infected. Can you, can you actually roll me a healing hands check for that? Not healing hands. What's it called for you? It's um your, your own defining skill. Absolutely. If you fumble this. The boy blows up. <laughs> <laughs> you roll a 20 on the old ways, which is your healing hands skill. He looks at it, it's a good bandage. It's uh it's actually been an opportunity for you, Oda, to get a little more confidence in what you do well. Mm, mm-hmm. And uh, it's nice for Vargan also to see this other side of you which isn't raising the dead. <laughs> he, you know wreaking havoc with the spirit world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He takes a moment to look at the injury and nods at you and says, uh, sort of let the others know to give you guys a wide berth, I think. Uh, you you want work? I want work. Mm. Gorm give all of you 20 crowns if you help blacksmith build town. Can you just roll a persuasion check <laughs> okay. first? Can you go ahead and add a plus three to the roll if you're offering money? 24. He um he looks again at Vargan. <laughs> you may proceed. <laughs> you may proceed. <laughs> and, and yeah, Gorn proceeds to hand each of the, the three of them, right? There's three of them left. Two others ran off. Yeah, he'll, he'll give them uh, 20 crowns each. So mark off 60 crowns. You now have a plus one to your overall reputation. You're known as Gorm the Contractor. Gorm the Colossal Contractor. <laughs> Gorm the Colossal Contractor. Yeah. So the boys run off. You turned thugs into frightened little men again. No, you <laughs> frightened little construction, construction workers. <laughs> your kindness shone out for a moment. But I wonder if that's going to continue working for you as you think it does. We'll see in the future. Mm-hmm. All in a day's work for Gorm. Nonetheless, you have yourself. No one was stabbed <laughs> in the end. Man, I was getting ready to use my teeth. I know. I, I actually have a whole combat map here as well. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> what uh, time is it? It'll probably be about late afternoon at this point. Now, they, they kept saying over there. Over there, do they mean? Do they mean over on the other side? There's only two places that matter to them, and that is where they are and where that battlefield of mist and fog is. So when they mean over there, it wasn't so much me providing a lack of description; it was like them associating that area as dangerous. Yeah, I feel like we need to talk to the captain. My thoughts are: we were gonna head down to the bridge, 
and swing by the barge on the way there because we were going to go check and make sure everything's all right there. Yes. On the way back. You have to make a choice now because you've been told that there is a very small part of the morning that is safe to, you know, go and look at this bridge, all right, which is just when the sun is making its hue in the morning before the rays come over. All right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. If you also go and go to Abriva at night, I will penalize all of your rolls the next day by minus one for being tired. You have to choose because you, you've already done a lot of things over these last few days. It's only been about four or five days since you left Novigrad. Mm. And mm-hmm. your bodies just can't keep that level of intensity up. You will need a full sleep at some point. Yeah. I, I think we should take an early night. Wake up in the evening. Seeing her perform her enchantments isn't as important as her actually just performing them. Which she will do regardless. No, if we can watch her, we might be able to learn to do it ourselves in case we need it. We shouldn't split the party, should we? No. Well, so so Oda can go have a look and learn some some magic, and the rest of us have an early night. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what splitting the party means? Just ditch me on my own. You see Oda's body on the bridge with like a wide open. <laughs> oh yeah, because I probably wouldn't be useful around a lot of dead things in the morning. <laughs> Oda raises an army <laughs> because no one was there to stop her. I think it does sound like a, a good idea not to leave the boat alone for too long. Right, have okay, so check on the boat up. now, but do we want to split the party for tonight and tomorrow morning, or are we going to pick either or? What I was suggesting was that we split the party so that only some of us go to have a look at her casting the enchantments, perhaps learning something, but then we all end up going in the morning so that so that only fewer people one. have that... Only one or two people have the minus. Mm. You are on your way back to the barge, because that's one thing you all agreed on, that you wanted to check on the ship. I think um, me and my father should go to the bridge tonight, and you, Arthwin and Gorm, should check out the island in the morning. Did you just say the island? Oh, island? Did I say island? Yeah. The battlefield. It looks like an island. (laughs) It looks like an island from here. Yeah, maybe that's it. Arthwin and Gorm can have a look at the battlefield in the morning. Aye, it's no use having all of us be exhausted, especially if we're going to have a look at the the battlefield tomorrow. Make use of that small window that we have. Mm-hmm. Gorm, what do you say? Okay. That's what I thought. Do you agree as well? Look at Vargan. There's a sound plan. He gives an approving nod. Okay. So, with that conversation in tow, you... Head on through the late afternoon, down towards the boat. The sun is beginning to set now over the mountaintops, the west. And you see the barge there. You see nobody at the docks of concern, nor do you see anybody up the gangplank. You do, however, see Fluffy pulling on ropes with Barksley running around on the deck and Sansa basking out on the stairs, just with a mug next to her sat on the step. Almost feels like home. (laughs) Arthwin is going to just get on the barge, uh, hopefully with Gorm in tow. I have seen maybe three dozen men and women come up that gangplank and remember there was somewhere else they needed to be. That is probably the strangest type of magic I have ever seen. (laughs) Oda of the old ways has a lot of strange magic. (laughs) I'm very confident now to just relax a little bit. (laughs) 
Yeah, Gorm is, is heading up the gangplank, but then he just kind of stops for a moment, and then he turns around. G Gorm needs to be uh, somewhere. And, oh, Gorm's just kidding. Gorm is coming. <laughs> uh, he just turns and walks up the plank. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of scary. Barksley jumps into him, runs him down. The two barrel roll together into, through the door into Sansa's Sans Sans cabin. And anyone would think the dog is ripping him apart because he's Gorm flying around in there and everything. <laughs> But uh, it's not the case. It's kind of oh. one of those Tom and Jerry fights where you just see a cloud and the legs and arms kind of flying out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Once on board, just uh, look towards her Fluffy, give him like a, you know, a reassuring smile that everything is okay with him at least. Are you all right? Are you all right? How do you get on out there? It's a lot of scared people. Well, I have enough ale down here for you lot, and I could even make you a little bit of food for tonight. Fluffy? I'm here, Gorm. Come, come with Gorm. All right, then. And Gorm kind of leads him down to uh, his an Arthwind's room, uh, where he has uh, like a little lockbox locked away, and he, he kind of unlocks it. Sorry, Gorm, forget. And, and in the lockbox, there's amongst the other just tat stuff. Mm -hmm. It was like a grappling hook and the merchant's tool and all this kind of just weird stuff. There's also uh, like 10 simple meals. So I guess it's like a brown packet and inside just like, I don't know. Well, it takes you a while to get into the rations. And the thing is, both of you are actually roughly the same height. Um, so you, like the, the, the chest comes up to about, you know, your chests. Chest comes up to your chest uh, as you appear to. So you're both looking in, and Gorm is just throwing things over his back, and there's like a grappling hook flies away. There's half a fish flops somewhere. Like it's just lots of going on in that moment. Sorry, Gorm was saving that. A deck of cards and a candle. Yeah. <laughs> and and the halfling turns to you and says, Are you a hoarder, Gorm? Gorm might need these things. Oh, you don't think you do? Gorm the collector. Gorm the collector. <laughs> and he takes what he can and he thanks you and, uh, he says, oh, I don't know, I think whilst we're here, you better put this in the old crow's nest. I don't think it's safe leaving these down here. Oh, no, no. Food food for everyone. Yeah, you make food. All right. Oh, you make food. And he goes off and starts cooking. So, yeah, I, I had ten simple meals, and I thought I'd just sh All right. share them. Well, you can mark those off. That's at least another day and a half, two days of food. Would? That will help would you. Fluffy have been interested in the cooking tools that were also there? <laughs> I can't believe you have all this stuff. <laughs> I, have, um, I have so much. <laughs> I mean, there's also 10 uh, cans of dog food. <laughs> what is that dog food? <laughs> Why do you have that, Gorm? Why are there cans? Cans? I guess it's not cans, but I have 10 <laughs> dog food. <laughs> I have 10 units of dog food. Uh, I, got, I just imagine like a nasty mason jar with dog food in it. <laughs> <laughs> Not worse than that though, Vargan. It's like it's like blotting paper with a rope around it. And he's just got lots of like what looks like puke balls inside there full of stuff. Oh god. There's also three bottles of spirits from the uh, the brothel. <laughs> he's a hoarder! <laughs> he is a hoarder. Gorbis Cody is hoarding. Well, I tell you what then. We'll say this. We'll we'll end on this thought. Gorm, you hand out the rations. Everyone gets to eat properly tonight. You would probably not revel too much up on the deck because it's really mean uh, with all the people that are starving. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be really that would be really bougie of us. Mm -hmm. And I guess two of you are getting some shut eye early. 
That would be Gorm and Arthwin. Arthwin has to very gently remind Gorm that they actually do have to rest. <laughs> tomorrow's tomorrow's going to be a difficult day in all likelihood. You actually need to sleep, Gorm. And it's convenient that we share a room. Yeah. Oh. Vargan, Oda, you two are gearing up. You're gathering your possessions, your components. Vargan, you make sure your bow is all in nick condition. And the two of you are getting ready to leave the barge. And that is where we are going to end off our episode today. So be sure to check in next time for episode 15 of The Witcher, Chaos on the Pontar. Until then, take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.